Thank you for tuning into the Hope When There Was None podcast. And here we share stories to educate you, to empower you and inspire. So thank you for listening and tuning in. Please do me a favor and share if you have a favorite episode, or maybe you think somebody else that needs a dose of positivity and to maybe break open some of the darkness, let there be light. So thank you again for all of your support and encouragement. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, it's Melinda from Hope When There Was None, Melinda Kunst, and I am here for Teachable Tuesdays. If you haven't joined me before, so on the podcast, we're going to talk about on Tuesdays things all related to abuse or toxic relationships. I am a person that has survived quite a bit. And I share my challenges and my story on this platform in order to bring awareness as well as empowerment for others that are trapped in, let's say they're locked in a healing cycle of of despair or don't feel like they're ever going to get anywhere. So that's where I share my story as well as bring in other stories from people from around the world to help inspire, to help empower, but also to help educate because there's so many facets of a toxic relationship, of emotional traumas that some of us are unaware about. And um, I didn't know of a lot of these things while dealing with grief, uh, dealing with uh, my own addictions as well. And not like drinking or drugs, but I had a porn addiction. So I didn't know the facets of, of, and even gaming there for a while when I, when Nintendo just came out and Atari just came out a little bit. Okay. I was a teenager at the time, but these things and you, you break them down, you figure them out and I don't know everything. So that's why I bring in wonderful guests onto the show just to share, inspire, and empower. So let's get to this. So for today, I had somebody ask me recently, what is gaslighting? So I wanted to dive into that. And I have in the past, but I'm going to do it again, because I don't think it ever gets old just to rehash and reshare these things. If you have any questions, by all means, throw them in the comment section so I can go ahead and uh, chat with you about that. Or if you have a, maybe a, um, a guest in mind that I can go ahead and have onto the show, let me know. I'd be happy to go ahead and connect with that person so we can do so. Or even if you have a topic, if you're watching this right now, throw a comment down. Let me know where you're from. I'd love to know. I'm really nosy like that. But also if you're watching this in replay, do a hashtag replay with a fire emoji as well. So now you're wondering, what is gaslighting? Okay, now gaslighting, ooh, there was a movie about it. It was called Gaslight some time ago. It was an older movie. MGM put it on, and it was very fascinating. If you haven't seen it, it is wildly, and I don't even remember how I saw it, but I did see it. Ooh, Ingrid Bergman was in this. She really was a very young-looking Ingrid, Berg- Ingrid Bergman, but it was a really good movie. Now, you wonder, how can a person play mind games and get away with it, right? You think you can kind of see through a lot of the facade? Well, it's not uncommon in real life for someone to play with your mind. And they do it so much and so well that you actually doubt your sanity. You are thinking to myself, oh my gosh, is this real? Did I do this? So this person, I'm going to use he or she, could have you believe that the sky is gray when it's actually sunny outside. They can have you believe that you're crazy, but and also tell lies to family and friends. And they sound so convincing that your family, family, your family and friends do believe them and not you. They will never tell you anything. 
I guess you can say they're not always honest. They they usually run their lives on lies. And a lot of this has to do with narcissism too. A lot of these things, these terms that I throw around um, are deeply seated with narcissism, abuse, toxic relationships. There's so many facets of this, as I mentioned. So they may never tell you anything, anything um, that you'll be anything, excuse me. That you, unless you have them, the, the world revolves around them. So it's all about them. So unless you want to have a life, you have to have them in your life. You have to be with them. That You'll never survive without them. And this could be a parent. It doesn't necessarily mean it's an intimate, intimate situation or relationship. So my abuser used to hide keys or he'd hide the remote control or even tools and things he needed. And I'd be ripping apart the house, the garage, his truck in order to look. I would swear that it was on a couch or it was left on a table and I would just scratch my head. I'd swear it was where it was, where I last saw it. Now, I didn't know until much later, actually right before I left him and I left him for good in 2009. But right before I left him in 2008, he actually did some truth bombs and he said, oh, I hid that stuff from you or I would move that stuff from you so you wouldn't see it on purpose. He would do these things in order to instigate a fight or to make me feel, belittle me, make me feel, feel really small. He would just do this and to not only to me, but to the kids. And so we thought we were nuts until we would find that item. So he would, let's say I had the keys. I knew the keys were on the counter in the kitchen. Well, he would go around and swipe them and then somehow ask, oh, where's my keys? I need my keys or I need the keys. Where are they? Later on, he'd put them right back in that spot where they were. So you get so lost inside your head, inside yourself your feeling of self-worth and you're questioning everything. So it's in the toilet. It really is. Now escaping these things, this person, that relationship can be a challenge, especially if you're, let's say you're a teenager. Okay. Let's say you're a teenager watching this right now. Say you are um, just somebody that maybe you have a lot of health issues and you're unable to leave or feel that you're unable to leave right now. <sighs> you doubt if you can keep making it really and truly. Your abuser may try to make you believe otherwise. Again, so you're doubting yourself constantly, but you're not alone. There, Unfortunately, there's thousands of people's right, people's, people right now that are in your shoes. Old, young, men, women, again, children, and I can't even say animals, but you know, they are used sometimes as weapons, our fur babies. Now, keeping quiet about the abuse allows our abusers to get away with it. So if you can, and they will continue that abuse, if there's some way you can leave breadcrumbs with a family friend, somebody you trust, maybe a teacher, and just get it out there that you, you think that something's going on, please, if you can try and leave, plan, don't wait to file some police reports, especially if it's abusive. Now, emotional, unfortunately, emotional and mental games are very hard to prove, but it can be done. It can be done. Uh, take pictures, leave that paper trail if you can, and just try not to be silent anymore. And I honestly didn't do a lot of this because I didn't know. So that's why knowledge is power. And I'm trying to empower you to know what these signs are, what exactly these things are. And my ex actually tried to get my girls and my son removed out of lies. And I was so frustrated because it seemed like the court system was totally believing and buying his crap. Now, I wish I would have left a police report or let somebody know. I really do. Hindsight, right? But that's okay. I'm in a good place right now. But sometimes you can have a hard time 
have in convincing the courts and also attorneys to believe you because that's I found that I had a hard time with that. Luckily, I did have friends and family that they came to bat for me. They were able to share their stories and write out letters for me and say, okay, this is instances that they recall of different turmoil and bad situations. So that did help me. That really did. So you might want to consider that when you're going forward. So the Gaslight movie, let's get back to that. I'm just checking my notes here. That Gaslight movie. So in the story, Paula and Gregory, they're living in a house where her aunt Alice was murdered because the killer wanted her jewelry. Now that jewelry was never found. Okay. And he never found it at all. That person was. So Alice's killer is actually Gregory. So I know I'm giving you like a, a whole story play by play. So I don't mean to be a, like a killer of the, or not a killer. Um, I can't remember what it's called when you're giving away the, the plot there, but this is such an obscure movie, but he marries Paula. Gregory, the, the killer of the aunt, actually marries Paula so he can get back in the house and search for the jewelry because he never found the jewelry. So his plan was to convince his wife that she's insane, okay? So then he can have her certified and institutionalized. Now, way back then, the, it was not uncommon for people just to be able to say that their mother, their sister, their wife, their child was insane and they would just get, you know, without really much from what I've been told and what I've read without much clarification from that person, they're institutionalized. So then you, they have like free reign, they have your property or whatever else, get that person out of the picture. So in the movie, that's what happens here. He's able to go ahead and search for that jewelry without any, any trouble from her. So they move into this house. So this is his plan. They move into the house and all this weird stuff starts happening. Pictures are disappearing. There's footsteps that can be heard, you know, in the attic, the lights, it's gas lights, they dim and they brighten for no reason. And he, Gregory, is saying that Paula's responsible and she has no memory of doing this stuff, okay? Well, she's saved by another person who was a Scotland Yard detective and he really likes Alice. So he comes to her rescue, saves her. The housekeeper and the neighbor help him find Brian, the Scotland Yard detective, help him solve the case. So Gregory, thankfully, is arrested on that day. He finds the jewelry. I know. It's just riveting. It really was a good movie. So what exactly, again, I've kind of broke it down, what exactly gaslighting is. They're making you think that you're crazy. They're using these mind games. They have uh, like little, little things, you know, subtle ploys and get your self-confidence is so down really and truly your self-confidence you're doubting yourself your sense of reality you are just questioning everything you do everything you say and you're like um diminished you are weakened you are again questioning yourself you're doubting yourself so you're not always you even though you want to take action to uh go ahead and um and protect yourself. Sometimes you just can't because you're doubting yourself so much. So many of these games are made for control, again, making you feel that you're insane, but also just to break you down psychologically. So these people that do this, sometimes they tend to have, again, those narcissistic traits, antisocial, uh, sociopaths, psychopaths, and uh, almost like a sadistic type of personality. They both feel some pleasure in a sense not necessarily in a sexual manner, but they are inflicting this damage to you, this, this hurt to you. So they kind of get a thrill out of that. So 
it's also a covert thing. It's not something you can really, really put your finger on. Hold on, I'm gonna check for any questions right here. That's good. So uh, any type of, um, you tend to question yourself again, they will maybe steal things from you. They can, again, return them to a different spot. They can just be stealing your items as well. If it's somebody that's a thief. So not, again, not necessarily an intimate partner. This can be a friend too. This can be somebody that's, and make that, um, maybe they steal items from you and say, oh, well, your kid, you know, didn't you have kid problems with your kid or something before? So they'll move, rearrange furniture. They can take those keys like my ex did, put them somewhere else. And so, so you just totally think that you've forgotten you're under some stress right because you're in this situation anyway so they will start having these uh like let's say a crusade against you so they have this ammunition that you're losing your mind and they might even begin to tell people your friends and family that so when you confront them um there's things that they do of course they're going to deny that they're going to deny that they said anything, that they did anything, and they might even make some kind of snide comment or remark, seem to get really defensive. Again, they're going to tell you that's all in your imagination, that you're just being over dramatic. You're being very suspicious of them. Why don't you trust them? They don't know what you, you don't know what you're talking about. They are again, imagining things. You are saying, telling other people that they're doing bad things and that's not how can you say that they're a member of the church they're this they're that so and they love that they do they enjoy doing that it, just questioning even memories that you had conversations that you, well don't you remember that we talked about that now, i'm not talking about like oh my i ate the last piece of um candy bar and i told my husband well he's imagining it he must have ate it now i'm not talking about something silly like that i'm talking about some really hard things that they will make you question yourself you'll absolutely begin to doubt yourself and feel that maybe I did eat that candy bar. It must have been me. So they do it so subtly. So this isn't going to happen right away. Like a lot of this ab abuse that I talk about, it's not right away. They start with the manipulation. Of course, right off the bat, they're going to start with flattery and, and so on, make you feel really good. But then they'll slowly start doing manipulation and control. And a lot of times you don't even detect this. You don't. It's undetectable. And they will even say, well, I really love you. How can you say that I would do something like this? You're the love of my life or whatever it is like that. And it, sometimes it even seems like there might be a little jealousy if, if it's a, um, a parent. They might even seem a little jealous of you or even your or even your, sorry, I thought I heard my phone ring, or even if it's a, um, an intimate partner, they might even be jealous of you at all. That happens. So you want to... Okay, so let's say your abuser wants you to think that, hey, I was sure they wanted us to go out to dinner with them, but I must have been mistaken. Maybe we got our weeks wrong or something like that. Whatever it is, they're going to say something to make you question yourself and just to believe yourself. Well, you should have, didn't you hear it this way? And it was said this way instead, and you just don't know what you're talking about. So we should listen to our voice. If something doesn't, our inner voice, our guts there, if something it just seems a little off, if it seems like it's not right, in order to escape these situations, we might have to question this in order to be free, uh, to realize that I know what I heard. I know, I know, is there something else happening here? So it's just something to to think about. Should I, Is this person trying to intentionally make me feel like I'm losing my mind? Am I being manipulated by this person? And also I think, or I'd like to think if you're able to contact that person's uh, maybe an ex 
or you know, other friends in that circle and kind of slyly just ask questions. Sometimes you might be able to, I'm nosy. So like when Mr. Awesome and I, before he was Mr. Awesome started to date, I wanted to know all I could about him. I did the Google, I did um, ask friends and family of his uh, different situations just to make sure I wanted to keep myself safe. I had already been hurt and in that long-term relationship, I didn't want to slide back into another, another crazy. I really did not be honest with you. So I really didn't have any big gut feelings that anything was off. He seemed just like he is. So, uh, but I wanted to make sure since I was coming out of that relationship, I, and I was on the baby stage right there, that baby train for healing. I was still learning about myself. I was still trying to learn how to trust again. So, and I didn't trust myself. I'll be honest with you. I didn't trust myself. So I knew I needed to do that in order to keep myself safe. We do things just to make ourselves safe. And if that means doing a little digging and becoming a detective to find out about that new person in your life, go ahead. I wanted to see if he had a police record. Okay. Honest. I'm being honest. I wanted to make sure that I was going to have somebody around me and my kids that wasn't a pervert, that wasn't um, some sort of pedophile, that wasn't a thief or something like that. I wanted to be on, make sure that I was okay and that he wasn't a womanizer and things of that nature. I wanted to find out in advance. Okay. He has a job. Thank goodness, you know, <laughs> he, he's employable. So these are little things that I wanted to make sure since I had come from that, again, that broken relationship, I wanted to make sure I was being protective of myself. And I didn't want to give over that control right away. I didn't want to, I was already feeling like I was losing control and my ex was still doing things in that when I left out of that, he was still making me feel like I was crazy. And I didn't know what gaslighting is when I hopped out of that relationship. I had no idea. So um, I needed to listen to that little voice and my guts just to make sure that I was on the up and up. And did I really hear this here? Right. And is he really being who he says he is or is he being, um, is he being somebody else? So I just wanted to make sure, you know, again, you want to protect yourself like that. So if you have somebody in your life and you are just questioning that in your mind, they are making you feel like maybe the events that happened didn't transpire or they did transpire, but not in the way that they're saying, maybe they're contradicting things. They might um, have these subtlety things that, again, you're just really questioning what you're going, um, what's going on. So I hope that kind of breaks it down. I don't know if it does. I, I do hope so. Again, it's very subtle the way this happens to us. There's so many other, um, let me see. I'm going to look on my favorite way of doing my infographs. I love infographs. So let me pull this one up right here. So here is subtle signs. Oh, this one's got bad words in it. There you go. So um, some common ones I already mentioned, you're being dramatic, you're overreacting. So if that's your problem to deal with this. Hey, can you hear what you're saying? Can you hear yourself? It's a joke. Just have a sense of humor, will you? It didn't happen that way. I never said that. You're just being very insecure. Why would you even think that? What does that say about you? Now, I heard that one loud and clear and many times. It was just something that I was, again, made to feel like I'm going insane. I'm going crazy. I must be a horrible person. I was honestly feeling that I was, that I was being the abuser. And <laughs> I've shared some texts, and I don't mean to make light of this because it's not. It's very scary and very real. But I share texts and 
even now he'll send me these messages and it, it's all me. You know, you are such a narcissist, Melinda. You are, you know, why are you telling people these things? Because it's all you. You're the one that did this. You know, there you go again. It never happened that way. I didn't say that. You know, imagine things, all those things. And that's gaslighting. That is, that's gaslighting. So I hope that broke it down a little bit. Again, what can you do? There are just to try and find that, um, that, that proof. If you can find some people that can back you up when things are a little hairy, start keeping a paper trail. And I can't say that enough. Please keep a paper trail of things that are going on, of things that are making you feel like a little wonky, a little off. And, um, that's just to protect yourself. And you do, you need to protect yourself. Anything you can, again, if you have family or friends that are, have, hi, Miss Joe. If you have uh, people in your life that can back you up, that come back to you, come to bat for you, that can help you during this time, that would be amazing. Really ask them if they can sign something, maybe write a letter or something that you can use later. You might not be able to keep it on yourself, but at least have that or even a journal. If you can journal, there are private journals now you can find online as well. So just do something to, to CYA, cover your ass. I said ass. So cover your behind, make sure that you're protected and please stay safe, especially sometimes when these turn violent. If you have somebody that's a violent offender in your life, please stay safe. There are re organizations and resources that can be available for you at different shelters. You do need to call. Don't be afraid to call the shelter. I know there's so much and I talk to a lot of ladies, especially women, and they're like, I'm not calling a shelter. I heard about the shelters around here. Okay, well, maybe you have, but find one that's outside of that, maybe 30, 40, even 50 or 100 miles away, find somebody that can help you that'll listen. We'll even just get a safety plan in order for you. Sometimes you don't even have to stay at these facilities in order to get a safety plan, or just to talk. Sometimes it's so nice just to be able to talk to somebody. Miss Joe, I was told many things and found validation with a group of women at a local community center. That's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So if you can find somebody like that, that can help you locally, that would be amazing. But of course, in this COVID crazy time we are at right now, don't hesitate to look online. Facebook group has, has a lot of private groups where you can join in the community and uh, share with women from all over the world you know, or even men, sometimes they're unisex, but a lot of them are private. So just check the privacy settings before you, you do join a group just to keep yourself safe. And don't forget to keep yourself safe online by you might have to wipe your history, your search history too. So just be careful, but there are people out there. And Joe, if you have any more tips down there, please write them in the comments, girl, I'd appreciate it. So this is Melinda, I'm going to sign on off. If you have any questions for me, by all means, message me privately, throw a comment on down here, and thank you for tuning in. And thank you, Miss Joe, for being on with me. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. And tomorrow, I am so excited. I have Pia coming on. And uh, she's going to be dispelling some myths, talking about some mental health issues and how her story changed her going forward with battling with depression, a suicide that was in her family, and different things that's going on. She's an author as well. 
Oh, I can't wait to have her on. I'm going to have a great many guests this month come on. And also for next month, the rest of the year is looking really bright and shiny. But if you have anybody that has any issues with emotional traumas that are experts that maybe just want to share their story, perhaps that's you. You want to go big and finally share your story. It can be live like I am right now, or I can even, you can put a fake name down if you don't feel comfortable sharing you. You can do this as an audio. So it would be me on video and then there would just be like this tiny graph with a um, with just a voice you just see a voice it's, it's kind of interesting and kind of neat so if that's something you'd like to do to stay incognito and but you want to get that story out by all means let me know let's hook up let's talk so this is melinda i'm going to sign off for teachable tuesdays thank you for joining me and we'll see you back here tomorrow i'll talk to you later and that's going to be at 7 a.m tomorrow central time it's a little a little early i know in the states but she's actually from west berlin so um there's a little bit of a time difference there but i'm really excited to bring her over to over to you and then i have lori beard miss lori on friday I have another great one lined up, Kyla, and that's on Tuesday. I'm really excited. These ladies are amazing. And I'll, I'll have a few gentlemen that are coming in to talk as well. So I'm very excited for the next couple of weeks. I'm getting everybody, my new guests lined on up. So I'm very excited to bring them to you. If you haven't watched the uh, past video from May, please, last month's sexual awareness month that was last month and may came in and shared her very powerful story and testimony but join me back again here tomorrow i'll see you later thank you bye joe and have a great rest of your day Mwah. bye